Hello everyone and welcome back to More Knowing Wheel, episode 90. Episode 90. Wow. We're, we're almost there for 2022 and yeah, it's it's been quite a ride over the course of the year. But as always, I'm joined by British Mattia Bonotto. How, how are we doing, mate? I, I've never had that before, but I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I uh, unlike Mattia Bonotto, I do have a job though. So... <laughs> Yeah, there's some similarities, but I'm technically well. Matteo yeah. Bonotto still has a job to a new year as well. Remember? Oh yeah, true, true. So you, you and Matteo Bonotto are still on the same level. And currently. we're both clear of Cristiano Ronaldo, who doesn't have a job. No, he doesn't, does he? That's a very, yeah. very good point. And this is, of course, the World Cup podcast this week, where we talk about <laughs> why England. We sit in a corner the and cry. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Love me some French Brazilian referees. <laughs> Um, but yeah, of course, we're back once more. You know, it's it's a winter break. It's actually quite wintry this week. I'm sure mm. like every other person that does a podcast in the UK, we have to, as we're British, we have to mention the fact that it has snowed. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least it has for me. I've, I've had quite a bit it's, of snow It's very week. icy here. It's not quite snowed that much, but I, it's I've been done really right. annoying to try and go anywhere because my car's always a ball of ice. I don't have a it's, scraper. It's a good job I stay here most of the time. <laughs> It's reassuring. The, the life of a content creator. Ever since I went full-time, I haven't left the house. Um, but, yeah, of course, we're back, though, once more. This time around, you know, the last couple of weeks, we've looked back over the course of the 2022 F1 season. This time, we're looking towards the future, and we are going to be ranking the 10 teams in order of how strong we feel their driver lineups are for 2023. Now, of course, when Jamie and I, we, you know, we sort of sit down, we try and plan ideas for a couple of podcasts... Often with things like this, I think we both go into it kind of worrying that we're going to have very, very <laughs> different ideas. And then often, because we both know Wheel, we're not often that far away from each other, are we? No, I'm pretty sure we'll... we'll there may be a few differences, but it'll be, for the most part, the same. It'll be one or two away at mm. most, I would have thought. Um, but of course, yeah, if you're new around here as well, make sure you check out the links down below. Of course, everything's down there. Most important one, Spotify. Go and give us a follow over there. Only 38% of you that listen to the podcast on Spotify are following. So, you know, if you're listening to us, you know, if you're in the car, you're at home on Spotify, click that follow button if you haven't already. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But let's get into it, though, then, Jamie. Talk me through. Where are we, where are we going to start? Do you think the worst, worst lineup to begin with? I oh, feel yeah, like harsh. that's going to make things a bit complicated if we've got different worst teams. True. Um, I've well, really put you on the spot here, haven't I? Yeah, how about will you just tell me who you think is the worst team? Let's go alphabetical. That's a better idea. This is this has been a promising start <laughs> to the day. Go on, there's Jamie, four, talk me through. The four eight. Who's first? Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Okay. Um, where did I put them? I put them uh, seventh. In the ten out of ten, okay, okay. Which, yeah, I think you obviously got a, a good mix of youth and experience with Bottas and Joe. Um, they're both solid drivers. I don't think either of them, uh, yeah, either of them will like win a championship ever. To be fair, um, unfortunately, I think Bottas has had his shot, and Joe probably doesn't have the the potential. Very sadly, it Ooh. pains me to say it. Um, Jamie, but, yeah. going against his big man. I mean, I'm realistic, but he's a good driver. But he's not—he's not like different gravy level. Is well, I've—I've <coughs> seen Granu Zhou in action as a driver. You know, yeah. I've been there with him on the sim rigs. You, you know, practicing together. I also saw him at Silverstone. That race didn't quite go so well. No. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, Alfa Romeo, though, of course, one of only four lineups going into the new season that remains unchanged. 
which is yeah. kind of mad, isn't it, when you think about it? When we thought the summer, the city season this year was going to be absolutely dead. Yeah, and then Fernando Alonso drops a bomb. So. Yeah, or just a Instagram story of him with his thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that should help them out, I think, this season. Um, but yeah, I think the driver lineup, it's certainly solid. I think you've got a good pair of drivers there. And yeah, unfortunately, just the, the potential and the ceiling of both drivers, I think, limits them from going further up the order for me. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll place them in at number seven to begin with, and we'll, we'll sort of see how things go later on across the show. Um, Alpine are next up, Jamie, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Actually, no, they're not, technically. Is it not? Alpha Tauri, the next. Yes, just. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, this is, we're also learning Teams our alphabet re- this week, go back. apparently. Go back to Toro Rosso and Renault. That was so much easier. It will make things a lot easier for us. <laughs> Alpha Tauri, then. Sorry, Jamie. Yes. The shortest um, lineup of 2023. The shortest lineup by probably ever, um, potentially. Uh, I've, unfortunately for them, put them last, which may be a little harsh. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get that much confidence in their lineup. I think Sonoda is certainly okay, um, and De Vries is a pretty unknown quantity but you kind of think he is probably solid but not a lot more than that um, I don't know I don't know yeah. about DeFreeze I think it, I think the problem is with uh, AlphaTauri isn't it is obviously we know Sonoda can be quite good mm. but often has struggled to deliver still um, we just don't you can't really sort of say DeFreeze might be really good because if he's not then we just look like a bunch of mugs Mm. Yeah, I where think, would you yeah. would you put them above the ninth team, which I think you've already guessed? I think it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Because I reckon the freeze will come out of the gate stronger than Logan Sargent. I think mm. Albon obviously is better than Yuki Sonoda. But yeah. I also don't believe that DeFreeze or Sargent, obviously because neither of them have... Well, obviously DeFreeze has done one Formula 1 Grand Prix. I don't think you can really argue either of them are better than each other. And that's kind no, of my yeah. logic to put them behind Williams. Yeah, yeah. So I think Albon is probably the best of those four. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely at the so moment. that's kind of why I put Williams above AlphaTauri. And AlphaTauri fell in last, unfortunately, for them. Yeah, I think AlphaTauri in last, which now I put them on the board. Unfortunately, you can barely see their logo anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think AlphaTauri, they've got a lineup that has got potential down the line. But yeah. we're just not quite convinced yet. But that's kind of what Alpha Tower is there for at the end yeah. of the day. You know, it's, it's designed to be a risky team where you can chuck drivers in. If they swim, they swim. If they drown, you ship them off to Super Formula or something like that. Yeah. And I reckon if you go back through the years, before each season, you'd probably have Alpha, Alpha Tower, Tower, Tower yeah. so at the bottom. Or um, close to, yeah. But it just sometimes you happen to have Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz, which is a pretty good lineup, but they're both rookies. So. It's mad to think about now, isn't it? But yeah. even then, going into 2015, I don't think anyone would have backed either of them no, to end up where they've ended up. Not at all. Um, but yeah, shall we move on to Alpine? The all-French super team. The French super team. We, we uh, don't struggle, like the French. Struggle now, do we, to Jamie? talk about the French right now. But... <laughs> <laughs> They're yes. going in 14th. <laughs> uh, I, I started them just above Alfa Romeo. Okay. Um, in, in what's that, sixth place? Yeah. Um, I think they're quite comfortably ahead of Alpha, um, but yeah, I was close actually with the team in fifth with Alpine, because yeah, I mean they're the team after this, so we can basically just talk about them now. But um, it was kind of like Aston Martin Alpine, I think, are very difficult to call because Aston obviously have Alonso that drags up the 
the quality massively, but then Stroll dragged it down quite a lot. Whereas Alpine, I think they're both solid. Like they're both, but they're obviously nowhere near as good as Alonso or Ocon. Isn't that bad because he did beat him on points? To be fair to him, but Alonso did also miss out on 483 points last year exactly, due to unreliability. Exactly. He missed out on the championship because he drove for Alpine. Yep. Because um, Aston Martin's going to fix everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's close between those two, but I, I put Alpine just below because basically my my rule of thumb for the top of this list was like, can I see either or both drivers winning a championship and that's kind of the metric isn't it for yeah. some of our top teams here yeah um, so i kind of applied that here and obviously alonso has i don't particularly see any of the other three winning one you know what it wouldn't actually surprise uh, it would surprise me to be honest that alpine could deliver a car that could win a world championship but it wouldn't surprise me as much if gasly or ocon ended up in a situation where they had quite a dominant car for a season mm. and well, a, a bit, bit like, the, a bit the like Jensen GT. Button yeah, yeah exactly exactly like bless him we love JB he was a very very good driver but he probably shouldn't have been a world champion should he in most well, years it's that kind of level driver like him like you Mark Webber's uh, like arguably Perez and Hulkenberg are on that sort of level I wouldn't put Hulkenberg in that group but okay I would no, um, I know you would that's why like, I'm trying to bring you back any, down to earth any of those the sort of second tier drivers that some of them just happen to win a world championship a bit like Villeneuve like Jack Villeneuve sorry <laughs> not Gilles but yeah that kind of second level down drivers where some of them happen to be in a good car that's kind of where we put Ocon and Gasly whereas Alonso is definitely the tier above yeah yeah no exactly Alonso is still right up there isn't he you know he's sort mm. of behind the top uh, you know, he's kind of. He's probably yeah, in the top five. He's, he's in that top five, isn't he? He's sort of yeah. on the fringes yeah. of that top five. Um, so you you reckon Alpine in sixth, and therefore with that Aston Martin P five. That's that's what I put. Yeah. Is that Do you agree with saying? that? Um, I think. You probably think Aston should be at the bottom because you don't like Alonso. But no, no, I'm I'm trying to think. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you probably people get them all sort of laid out, and then we'll kind of just go back through it again, yeah, won't yeah. we? Um, it's it's difficult to really tell because I think comparing them up against Alfa Romeo, like Alpine versus Alfa Romeo, Bottas is the best driver out of that group still. Mm, probably, but I don't think by a lot. I'd Not Ocon, by a huge Ocon amount, Ocon but Ocon and Gasly are both closer to Bottas than Zhou Guanyu is to Ocon and Gasly. Yeah. So I think Alpine above them is fair, but and then you're kind of in that weird position where Bottas is better sorry Alonso is better than Bottas sorry yeah. but Stroll is obviously better than Zhou Guanyu but again it's not by a lot and does it outweigh Alpine I uh, think yeah just just you know just what yeah, about, yeah just about I'll, I'll allow it I'll They're allow close, it for now those, those three really though those three yeah can be quite close can't they uh, up next then Jamie now I feel like this one might be where we have some disputes it's Haas <laughs> Haas Yes, I slotted them into the gap we have in eighth. Okay. Which might be I, I'm pretty pretty down, pretty unconfident on Haas. Okay. But I think I... it was just it's hard to justify putting them higher. I think. Is that because of the team, or is that because of the drivers? Well, slightly the drivers, and I hate to say it because obviously I'm a big Hulk fan, 
but you're a fan of half the grid, mate. Just accept it. True, true. You're a fan um, of Alonso. You're a fan of Gazi. You're a fan of Max. You're a fan of Hulk. <laughs> like, he's just got all those hashtags in his Twitter bio. Yeah, I actually do. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think if you have them in eighth, I think both drivers are very, very, very solid. They'll they'll be a safe pair of hands. But it's just hard to see either of them kicking on at this stage of their career. Um, and yeah, I I think. Out, uh, like you were saying, I think Bottas. If you compare it to Alfa Romeo, I think Bottas is the best of those four right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think then Hulk and Magnussen fit in. But yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Really it's really difficult, to isn't it? it it's is, really it's really hard. difficult because you could argue, really, that they're kind of on a similar level to Alpine, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. would you say that? Magnussen is any worse than Ocon or Hulk's any worse than Gasly? Well, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because yeah. Magnussen hasn't gone up against a proper teammate yet since he came well, back. Well, you did a Grosjean. Yeah. Um, and then Hulk's obviously been out of a full-time seat for three years. So it's it's really hard to tell. You really could put anywhere from fifth to eighth in pretty much any order, it feels yeah. like, at the moment, yeah, you? if you wanted to. Yeah, it's really, really difficult. I honestly thought you were going to say Haas fourth, to be honest. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but then that kind of leaves us with McLaren, wondering where they're going to go in a yeah. second. So it is it is all getting very, very complicated, isn't it? It is, it is. But we're going to put Haas eighth for now, then, are we? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Um, right, come on, then. I've just realised we've gone in the wrong order. It's Ferrari. Oh, yes. The alphabet <laughs> is going well. Um, yeah, this is going to get some comments. But I have Ferrari in fourth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're think... going to get some comments from me in that. Okay, well... Talk me I through think this. We, we did this at the start of the year for 2022, and I'm pretty sure we both had Ferrari in first. Yes. Um, Just because we didn't know how good George Russell could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think putting them, yeah, below Mercedes is definitely fair enough at this yep. point. I would argue the off weight you get from Max versus both Ferrari drivers puts Red Bull above them. You probably disagree That's with that. where we might disagree. And I think Lando is as good as Charles and Piastri can be as good as Carlos. But we're not basing it on how good they can be. We're basing well, it on... Well, I think Piastri could be. That's the thing. It's just a bit of a gamble. But we're not... This is what we said about Alfa Tari. That's why they're in true. last. The metric I put of can I see either slash both drivers winning a championship, I think... I can see McLaren having both drivers be champions in the future. I can't see Ferrari having both drivers be champions in the future. Well, let's be fair. I can't see Ferrari being champions in the future. No, but true. Apart from that, I, I'm i going to have to disagree with you there. Okay. I've, I feel like it's difficult, isn't it? Because, again, if you'd ask us, Sykes' stock has dropped so much this year. It yeah. has really not been a good year for him. But I'd say Leclerc is just below Verstappen just below had a couple of mistakes this year but I feel like we also don't give him enough credit on occasion as well mm. a lot of pole positions in a Ferrari car that yes was a lot closer to the Red Bull over one lap but I do genuinely believe Charles Leclerc is up there as quite possibly one of the best qualifiers of all time Yeah. and going into the year we did feel Sainz was better than Perez but yeah. Perez didn't have a particularly amazing year either and that's no. kind of the balance there between Ferrari and Red Bull, isn't it? Of mm. you, you could pretty, you could put them pretty close together. Yeah, I definitely. feel like at the moment. 
Yeah, I would struggle to put Red Bull below Ferrari. Just because I would struggle because basically what you're suggesting there is McLaren would have to go into P2. Or just P4, yeah. And this is where I'm struggling. Like, I think we're, mm. we're kind of getting to the point now, aren't we, where we, we're kind of just putting multiple teams in in one go. Yeah. But I, I can't justify putting McLaren between Ferrari and Red Bull, but I also can't justify putting them above Ferrari or Red Bull either. So below, fourth for McLaren? I feel I like McLaren have got to go fourth at the moment. But yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm happy to concede Ferrari P3, Red Bull P2. Yeah, I think that's good. Because I struggle. I think if I was to rank though the Ferrari Red Bull drivers, it would be Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez, Sainz for me. At the I think moment, Sainz and yeah. Perez are very close. Yes, yeah. And Max and Charles are pretty close as well. Yeah. I think I think that's that's a that's a fair argument we're having at the and moment. I, I don't actually know where I'd put Norris in that. Probably just behind Leclerc in third of that six. Ooh, that's a very good question, isn't it? I mean, we need to do rank in the twenty drivers, don't we? At some point, yeah. <laughs> that'll, we basically get, did that. that'll get complicated. Well, we effectively did that for the twenty twenty two season, didn't we? We did, we did. <laughs> to be fair, oh yeah, that is difficult, isn't it? I'm trying to think yeah. because this is the thing, isn't it? Like Leclerc, Lando, and Max. I do genuinely believe can all beat each other on their day. Obviously, Leclerc and Max have proven that against each yeah. other. Lando still hasn't really had a chance to do so. But then he did it with Leclerc in 2021. Yeah, he did. It is difficult, isn't it, between those three? And I think this is kind of the thing, you know, a lot of people get worried about Verstappen dominance in the sport. But there is certainly three drivers, four drivers even. Obviously, one of them is going to be retiring fairly soon. But three drivers that are going to be here in the long run that can certainly yeah. match him. Hold a candle to him. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, it is very hard to call though, and I, I do feel, I feel bad for Piastri because him being a rookie. I mean, we do this in a year's time where Piastri's matched Lando all season. All been close uh, to him. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, you'll probably put McLaren second. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, let's go on then, Jamie down to Mercedes. Of course, they were kind of the team that we said going into 2022, wasn't it, uh, that could have the strongest lineup. But yeah. of course, that was all dependent on how well George Russell performed. And, well, he, he finished ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Well, you know, we've sort of said they had pretty similar years if you're ranking it across the board. So I don't think yeah. we can... We can't really argue. They've got the best lineup, haven't they, going into they the next have. year? Yeah. Like, I think you... when you're considering, like we said at the start, or halfway through, like, can you see both slash either driver being a champion obviously Hamilton already is multiple and Russell is nailed on to be one <laughs> surely, surely yeah I think that's what separates them from any other team potentially other than McLaren I guess Piastri is an unknown quantity but yeah yeah every other team has I mean if Sainz won. had another good year like 2021 mm. But I think 2020, looking back in hindsight, Leclerc did get horrendously unlucky. Oh, Leclerc was very unlucky, but Sainz was also delivering against him. Sainz a lot was very more. solid, yeah. I, th- I but... think what you just tend to find, isn't it, is when a team's fighting for a world championship, one driver kind of has to get put to the side slightly. And I think Sainz did that to himself with a few mistakes. Oh, yeah, early enough in the year. And like exactly. Leclerc, when he has a capable car, does just hit another level, I think. And he doesn't particularly like driving in the midfield very no. much. No. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, Mercedes. It's hard to for anyone really to argue that, uh, yeah, Mercedes don't have the best lineup. You've effectively got one of, if not the greatest Formula One driver of all time, and someone that can very nearly match him. Like yeah. that, you're basically talking about 
having Hamilton and Sh- well, not quite Hamilton and Schumacher in team, but close, <laughs> close levels, close levels, yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean, like even if, even if, but what I mean is like even if you say Schumacher's better than Lewis, like George is fairly close to, or he was this year. I'm sure, yeah. obviously, when Mercedes give Hamilton a car that can fight for a championship again, you know, he will probably, you know, just just pull away a bit from George. Yeah. But I think George is quite often slept on by a lot of people, mainly because he got involved in a couple of incidents towards the end of the year, but was yeah. mighty consistent and mighty fast throughout a lot of the season exactly and that leaves us then Jamie with Williams slotting into P9 yeah and I think I think that's about right obviously I, I think, think that's fair I think Sargent is probably coming to F on a year too early personally um, um, it's difficult isn't it because mm. it's really difficult to tell whether he's going to end up being a bit like a Yuki who now you'd argue was he ever really Formula because I mean he basically has run. He like Logan Sargent is basically doing a Yuki Tsunoda, isn't he? Really strong F2 yeah. rookie season, comes third, and then gets a Formula One gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I've just got a sneeze on the way, but I think it's going. We're all good. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult for Logan because you kind of feel like Williams were pretty safely going to have Piastri, as was the plan before Alonso just uprooted and left Alpine. Um, so they didn't really like it was kind of like free falling and they were panicking like yeah let's just give it Logan <laughs> if he gets the super license points um, but I mean they had other options they could have gone with a mixed Schumacher yeah I think the problem is for Logan Sargent isn't it is really because of lack of budget after his first F3 campaign he should have probably spent two years in F2 he just yeah, shouldn't he should have done, done the second year in F3 is kind of the issue isn't it did he do a second so he, was F3 he did two seasons in F3 I know he, in, his, in his rookie season he was he gave as, Piastri a good, good run Piastri, for his money yeah exactly he didn't have the money to go into F2 for 2021 so I'm pretty certain in another F3 I campaign. thought he'd still a year out I'm um, let me just double check you keep talking quickly yeah so I mean in F3 he was fairly close to Piastri and Porsche I believe was the other driver in that so he's clearly quick but in the F2 season was kind of obviously the the, the kind of structure of F2 made it be really difficult to gather consistency because of the gaps between races but it was very much he was good in fits and whatever the saying is um he wasn't he wasn't like super consistent if you can just realize as well obviously that i'm taking away the tier list because i'm too busy researching (laughs) logan sergeant quickly yeah apologies (laughs) to our youtube viewers but um this is why you go on spotify exactly exactly uh logan sergeant did compete in f3 2021 he came uh seventh i think it was with sharus oh that's that's a shame um, he couldn't buy a capable team with the money he had. Clearly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he'll, he'll be quick, but I think he'll struggle for consistency. I um, think this is the thing, isn't it? He's yeah. lucky that he's going into a team like Williams, because let's be fair, they'll probably give him two seasons, unless they've yeah. got another junior that is absolutely mega, or Mercedes or Alpine or someone else wants to try and get someone a gig, and then willing just to give him a lot of money. Um, but it really is the question, isn't it, of course, of when do Williams start focusing on themselves rather than just helping other teams? Yeah, true. Um, and they kind of have been giving their seats to the highest bidder for the past few years. That's all they've been able to. But Williams, yeah. you know, they're making a turnaround at the moment. You know, they're getting more and more investment in. I think, you know, it's really time where, you know, Williams start going, you actually know what, boys, we're our own team still. We can kind of do what we want and try to foster our own talent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just looking at the Williams 
junior team, there isn't really that much going on. You've got Roy Nassani, Zach O'Sullivan. Oh, great. Uh, Jamie Chadwick's there, but I don't think she'll ever get Less F1, unfortunately. No, sadly um, not. But yeah, so in terms of his seat, I mean, they gave Latifi three years. So exactly. Logan's got to get at least two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it will exactly. be quite a, a safe place to make your debut. I'd certainly rather be at Williams and Alpha Tauri to make your debut. Um, I don't know. I, I don't actually know. don't know about that. Yeah, I think it's. I just, I'd, I I'd think feel I'd fairly hate, comfortable either or. I'd hate working under uh, Franz Tost because he can't celebrate Christmas apparently. Well, yeah, that's also <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Um, so there we go then. I mean, we've we've kind of got all the teams slotted in now, haven't we? We've got for those of you on Spotify, we've got Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, Haas, Williams, Alfa Tauri find it very interesting as well just how many of those are very very close to the where where they finished in 2021 uh 2022 sorry yeah i guess it kind of uh slightly obviously you kind of judge drivers based on where they finished which depends a lot on the car but also the best drivers do end up in the best cars generally, exactly exactly bar, bar a few exceptions like alonso who just burns all the bridges he can um, no, he ended up on a lot of good cars for a lot of years he just lost to a rookie <laughs> Drew, Drew with the rookie. Well, he came behind him in the in the standings, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Got to get me a lot so pokes in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you make any changes to that? I'm, I'm just trying happy. to think. It's so difficult, isn't it? Because you could really make a fair argument for anyone from fifth down to eighth against yeah. each other. Yeah. I'm wondering now whether uh, whether McLaren need to get shifted down though. Behind Alonso. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, would we say Alonso is worse than Lando Norris? I. It's close. You, it's I close. I would just. I but, think I would just take Alonso right now. But stroll ahead of Piastri. Again, I just we, think we've kind of gone. We've kind of gone with the yeah. unproven thing until we got yeah. to Piastri, and we're kind of just expecting him to be good. And yeah. McLaren, let's be fair, over the last few years, I've not had good runs with rookies. Lando was Lando was a good one, but Stoffel Van Dorn before him, Kevin Magnussen. Hmm. I just think. The if Piastri doesn't live up to expectations of what people think he will do, I still think he'd be better than Stroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very like, true. If Piastri very flops, true. he's probably just being okay rather than being top. And it's just Lando is wildly <laughs> yeah. unappreciated yeah. still in the sport. Yeah, I think I think that's fair at the moment. It's just difficult to judge, isn't it? Because I think there's oh, Piastri's done a fantastic job of building up a lot of hype around himself. Um, yeah, even with but, the year out. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think we've done all right there for the most yeah. part. Let us know what you think, how wrong we are, and how British we are putting Mercedes first instead exactly, of exactly with an all British <laughs> lineup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anything else though, Jamie? That we reckon might need some subtle tweaks. I think I think we're looking I pretty think good I'm there. Happy. I think we've we've done pretty well there for the for the most part. Um, anything else to add though, Jamie? Have we had anything come up since we started the show? Formula One dot com hasn't put out anything wild uh f1.com have a, have uh, a look for me no doesn't no? look like it just there's an analysis on what Mick Schumacher can do next ah but, LMDH is what it will yeah. do next with Ferrari um yeah I mean we're, we're kind of just in the uh, quiet my man point. Liam Lawson's gone to Super Formula it's fun yes that's what we were going to he'll turn up at AlphaTauri and raise them above Williams yes through the season yeah we'll, do we reckon he'll end up at AlphaTauri <laughs> Uh, it, he could. I think if he does well in Super Formula and 
one of the drivers doesn't perform. I certainly... think I do wonder whether we might see a bit of a shift next year if he's doing well to AlphaTauri desperately trying to get Sonoda out. I feel like yeah. they're just going to hang De Freeze around for a bit. It'll be like, when was it, 2012? No, 2013, wasn't it? When Jean-Eric Verne was better than... Was he better than Ricardo or better than someone? Or he 2014? He was pretty similar to Ricardo. 2014 was, was when he was better Kvyat. than Kvyat and then Kvyat like, still got the call-up. Yeah. yeah. Just because they'd already announced Verne was leaving and then Vettel left Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, Verne definitely would have been in the Red Bull and probably yeah. beaten Ricardo again. Oh, I think yeah, Ricardo kind of got into his mojo by then. What a rabbit hole to go down to. Nah, Kvyat beat Ricardo in 2015. Did he? Yeah, on points. Did he? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah I'm How many I'm times positive. did Ricardo get screwed? A lot. Well, the Rebel was trash, wasn't it, that year? It was, yeah. Um, they lost to Williams. It kind of says it all. Yeah. That's yeah. mad to think about, isn't it? Because 2015 was a bizarre year for Red Bull because they had neither Seb or Verstappen. Yeah, it was the gap the gap year. But uh, yeah, Kvyat beat Ricardo by three points. Ah, fair enough. Not so Vern definitely though. would have done. Fair enough. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think we've we've kind of gone through everything we needed to, haven't we, Jamie? It's, we have. You know, it's the winter it. break. We, we've we've kind of you know we're, we're still just vibing everything like that. We might go into some more news stories. We might do a bit of a news roundup at some point in the new year. But thank you all as always so much for watching last slash listening. Let me know down in the comments below how badly wrong uh, we got this week's tier list. And yeah, we will return very very soon with more knowing wheel. <laughs>